Alright, what's good, what's good? Third installment of my podcast series. Uh, thanks for listening. Double five, double six, five, five, six, six. <laughs> Actually, one of the reasons why I start this podcast so I can see all the rubbish. Uh, anyway, I've been listening to my previous two podcasts and I feel like my talking is still okay. Uh, you know, all over the maybe the, the story goes all over the place, uh, but a bit of, but it's quite unhappy with a lot of la le la uh, uh, so I'm gonna try to cut that down today la. So today I'm thinking of talking about Japan. Okay, my fascination with Japan. Actually, my experience with Japan spans I think more than ten years la. So I'll probably break this down into a two part series la on Japan. So the first part is uh, okay, I'm gonna start off with why I started learning the language Japanese. So it's when I was in uh poly second year, and then the thing about poly is that they have two I think they have two holidays uh, sem one is study week and then the end of end of uh the exam final year uh, after the final examination you get a longer holiday, sort of like a uni, so. Uh, we have more holidays la, uh, as compared to JC la. when I was in year 2 poly I decided to pick up the language because I was I had a lot of time on my hand la. I want to learn a new language why I did I pick Japanese uh, I don't have a strong reason but if I have to narrow it down I would say that ever since young I like to play a lot of Japanese toys uh, you know like Nintendo Pokemon Tamiya Cars Beyblade, I play those games, play those toys and games with my brothers la. So that was my, I had, I got into, I got into, I interacted with Japanese culture at quite an early age la. So yeah, when I had to pick a third language to study, I think Japanese came as a natural choice to me la. Started learning, back then I didn't have a lot of money, so I chose the most uh, economical option, Hong Kong Coven. But at the Coven, it's an Afghan Japanese language school. La. The school is old, man. The school is old. The people there are old. The printer is old. Uh, you know, the paper that they paste on the walls with all the Japanese words. It's like yellowing. It's like turning yellow. It's a bit crumpled. Yeah, the chairs are old. Uh, once you... Because they have those kind of like lecture room, lecture room chairs where... You have the table, uh, you can flip the table up and down and it stick onto the chair. It's attached to the chair. And then when you flip the table up, it's called a squeaks. Yeah, that's how old the, 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 the place is. La. So I learned that for I think 4 or 5 years. And I think I got to the point where I could self-study. You know, if I, I, didn't, I, I didn't really need a teacher to guide me along. La. And if I... If I really needed guidance, I had some friends that I could turn to. La. So, uh, yeah. So, I think I studied Japanese throughout my... Well, I was still at, in uh, serving nat- national service. So, when I ORD, I decided to plan a solo trip to Japan. Solo trip to Japan. And I break it up in two parts. It was a... Uh, first part was a 15-day trip down a working holiday where I work in farms and in return I get lodging and food and the second part was in Tokyo where I did uh, shopping okay so you can imagine uh, I when I was young I had a lot of money didn't go overseas a lot and 
having learned language for five years, that was my first time going to Japan and interacting with locals, putting into good use what I had learned. So I was crazy excited. You know, I was. Uh, I remember, I remember the, the the the. The air ticket was uh, with uh, Vietnam Airlines, so I had to transit down in Vietnam. I was super excited. Uh, when I reached there, oh, wow, it was, it was a, uh, it was quite overwhelming, lah. I was like, whoa, all the trains that I seen in videos is like all appearing in reality right in front of me. So okay, so I had to go down to the first farm. Okay, actually, fifteen days, uh, farm stay. I broke it out over three farms. One was a uh, peach farm, second one was a uh, orange farm, which I returned to subsequently for my honeymoon. Uh, it's called Mayana farm, and the third farm was uh, wasabi and matcha farm, green tea farm. Uh. So the first one I went there, um, I had to stay with other people. They had quite a few foreigners there, so I had to. Throughout my stay, I met a French girl, a Japanese girl, a German guy. So yeah, I interacted with different people from all over the world. Uh, we had dinner uh, in their home. Uh, the work was okay. The work wasn't very tough. Um, they had tea breaks here and there. The work was okay. Very tough. Started early. I think it started at like four five a.m. But it ended early also. So the day was quite, I'll say quite fulfilling. Wasn't very tough. I get to play with their dogs. Get to play with the children. And the most satisfying part was I get to use, utilize my Japanese, and, you know, have a chat with them. And then, you know, the Japanese they are like, wow, yeah, you can speak so so smooth Japanese. And I was quite proud of myself because uh, you know, I I I <laughs> it was my first time interacting with the locals uh, The food was quite uh, and the 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 interesting part about working at homestay is that you get to sit down and have dinner in a uh, in a local setting, like you know, as in like you know, if you were come, you were to come to my house and I cook for you, that's the kind of uh, food that I ate, and it wasn't like super fancy food. It's like it's kind of suntai tang kind of feel, and I enjoyed it. Uh, definitely not something that you can buy with money, lah. Yeah, so that was the first farm. Second farm was um. Second farm was tough. I remember it to be super, super tough. But the lodging was good, and the food was the best. Uh, the lodging I had a room to myself. I had a toilet to myself. It was like a hotel all by my own. Uh, but the the work was uh I had to cut grass like a bangla down in the hot sun. And I became suntan after that lah. Very very hot. Uh, but it was definitely an experience because the. My son, the owner, uh, brought me out to surfing. Yeah, that's my first time surfing, lah. So he lent me the suit, he lent me the board. I remember going out into the the waves of Shizuoka, and you know I tried to stand, I couldn't stand, I couldn't even balance. I remember being out there in the waves for an hour. Then after that, I got back on shore. I was so dizzy. I was super dizzy. Yeah, I was super tired, super dizzy. But I still had a day of work to complete lah. Because okay, uh, I think we started surfing from, I think eight, eight to nine. Then after nine, we went, to, we started, we started doing work lah. So very very tiring. Um, yeah, and it was also at my last son in one of the off days that 
I went to an onsen, a, tra- uh, a traditional Japanese onsen, and it was awesome. It was totally awesome. It was, uh, you know, you know those big Japanese onsen. They have like a massage corner. They have the onsens, of course, like the, the the bars, and then they have the shokudo. Shokudo is like the shitang where you can buy food and buy drinks and buy beer, and then they have a comic corner, a, ma- a manga corner. So it's like a very big uh, uh amusement park kind of feel. You can do everything there. As compared to Singapore, Singapore you maybe you just go to the bath. They don't have really a lot of interesting stuff there because of probably because of land constraint. Uh. So it's my first time there in the Japan onsen, and I remember f- uh, feeling that the uncles there are super noisy because the uncles there, right? When they get down into the onsen, the hot water they will be like achi achi, which means hot lah, achi achi achi, and then when they go right down to their neck neck, right? They go, ah, and I remember, and 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 they say it super loud, super loud. I remember it was very noisy. So, but it was super super comfortable. Like it takes all the stress out of you. you know? <laughs> it takes all the stress out of you. But it was so good that I started becoming addicted to it. And you know the, when you, you like something, it's so cheap to do it. There, you know, it's like you go to the onsen there. I think you pay ten dollars, and you know you can do, and I mean you can stay there as long as you want, uh. But in Singapore, I think you need to pay the onsen for up to like fifty dollars. The one at Kalang, I think is at least thirty dollars. Yeah, so if you like onsen, definitely go to Japan and you know, uh, have fun there, lah, to your heart's content. Okay, so the third farm was uh oh the third farm wow was super super isolated, it's super out of the way the okay so it was the third farm was not a family it was a old auntie old grandmother staying all by herself, in the in the hut in the in the in the jungle lah, I'll say it's the jungle it's like next just right next to a river, in the jungle. So, uh the third farm I had. The auntie had to came all the way out from her isolated place to pick me up at Shizuoka Station, and the drive was one and a half hours. So we went all the way, in. and I remember that her car was super old and run down, and her house was sort of the same. <laughs> it was so it was very old lah. So I went there. Um, yeah, it was right by the river lah, and then because actually you know wasabi. It is not. It's actually a root lah. It's not like just kind of a wasabi paste they buy in a supermarket where it's just horseradish and they put wasabi flavoring in it. Wasabi is a root, and if and it's fresh lah, and if the and if it's higher up on the lake ah, the 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 mountains is higher up, the fresher it is. So we went. So I think the 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 ah, I remember the auntie's name is called uh. Uh, what's the name? What's the name? Uh? Okay, I can't remember her name lah. But sorry, I can't remember her name. But it's right. I think she got a pretty good spot on the on the lake lah. And I remember her wasabi was not spicy leh. I mean, we 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 ate. I I ate one right at right at farm lah. It was yeah, it wasn't spicy, but it was quite refreshing. Like it has a burst in your mouth, kind of refreshing feel to it. And I remember being very pissed off by one incident. Now that uh, 
her farm lah. Oh, I remember her name is Shiratori, Shiratori San. Yeah, so I remember ah、uh, Shiratori Yoko. Let's call Yoko San. So I remember being pissed off at Yoko Fan, Yoko San's farm because I ran into a English teacher there, American English teacher there. She was lady, and then you know this uh Yoko San wanted to be a good host and wanted to bring us to the local uh. Local famous sites ah,、uh, like all the red bridges, the mountains, and I was there for five days. I think I only worked for half a day only, and she was just bringing us around. So there was one day where I said I didn't want to play. I want to work, but the American girl, American teacher, told me that she wants to go. She wants to go. She keep bugging and bugging and bugging, and then I sort of felt that with her bugging, the Yoko San. Felt more compelled to bring us to to play, and after that I obliged. But after playing the whole day, I got pretty pissed off, and I told her like, "Hey, you know we are here, we are here to work. We are not here to play." And then she told me that, "Do you think this Yokosan, seventy plus years old, her daughter and grandchildren down at Shizuoka City, far away from home, you know she's probably feeling lonely, and the fact that she wants us working." Uh, working people who are working holiday is not to work, is to come here and keep her company and play with her. She just wants company. She doesn't want people to work with her. And I said no, we are here to receive food and accommodation, and we need to work. And so that was the time when I I remember feeling very pissed off. But in hindsight, I sort of get I sort of appreciated her view. Um, because I think coming from. Like it's kind of an East versus West kind of feel, you know. They, I think the West they have a very, they have sort of a more open view to work, and you know, guys. And I think in the East they have a, I think they have a stronger. I think I'll have. I think how do I put it? I want I want to say they have a more stronger work ethic, but that's a wrong word. I would say we have a more narrow definition of work ethic. We think that work. Requires us to 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 sit down in the office to work, but then maybe work is going out to lunch with a with a work colleague and getting information out of her. Yeah, that's when I know that actually the broader definition we have for something, the more we might get get to gain out of it. Yeah. The broader we define something, the broader our perspective, the more we have to gain out of it, and yeah, I guess. Uh, I don't know lah. Is this what the people? Is this what people mean when they say travel and you see the world broadening your perspective? I don't know lah. Maybe that's what they mean lah. And yeah, so that's what I and uh got lah out of uh that that argument with the American lah. By the way, I gotta give it to the American lady. Wow, they have a big heart, you know. Because when I argue with her, lah, I was sort of petty and I took it personally. But the American girl, ah, left the next day. Wow,、well, still at the farm. Ah, she next next day on the bus, and I tell you, the bus, ah, okay, I digress. Ah, the bus, ah, the space isolated. Ah, there's only one bus a day, so she left early in the morning. But I gotta give it to her. She left. She messaged me on Facebook shortly after. She said that, uh, hey, Si Yuan, uh, 
you know uh, I regret that we didn't get off we didn't uh, part on a good note but definitely I hope that you have a good trip in Japan Whoa, I was shocked there like this girl have such a big heart and after argument she tell me that you know I regret that we didn't hit it off uh, but you know hope you have a good trip and wish me all the best for my trip wow I I I was still like keeping it personal I like, screw this bitch man who is this to lecture me on work and everything at the point of time la. but now I, I sort of appreciated her la. yeah so uh, okay that's the end of my farm stay so I had to go to Tokyo okay I had to go to Tokyo for uh, I think shopping la, okay I like shopping for second hand stuff at Tokyo you know Tokyo they are so so fashionable you know in terms of hairstyle in terms of their clothes uh those are their skincare products they are so fashionable uh i think a lot of times um a lot of times actually a lot of the trends a lot of uh fashion trends i feel are set by the japanese brands okay like for example there was a time when pocket tees right the pocket itself uh, had a different design had a different material from the rest of the shirt and that was started by visvim visvim oh and I feel like there was a time, I think recently only, Prada and all the big brands started playing tigers, embroidered tigers. That was started by the Japanese Aloha shirts. Uh, you know, Japanese Aloha shirts, they are prized for having uh, tigers, dragons, coys uh, as part of the Aloha shirt design. Uh. That was part of the Aloha shirt. You know, Prada and whatever, all the European brands started catching on it. Red wing, boots. There was a time when boots was... Uh, was a popular that was started by Mutsun Huozai a popular mem- uh, member of the popular uh, group called SMAP now disbanded but it was worn by Mutsun Huozai for quite some time and I feel like Japanese brands they are starting to play uh, they call it crazy shirts la. crazy shirts uh, like a shirt having different colours to it like maybe the sleeve the colour of the right sleeve different from the left sleeve the collar is a different colour all in one shirt it's catching up uh, so yeah I mean my point is Japan I think they set the trends I think Thailand Taiwan uh, Thailand Taiwan uh, Malaysia I don't know a lot of them look up to Japan for for, for, for inspiration uh, they follow the trends set there so I went there and okay before even I went there for thrifting right, I was shopping for their stuff on Yahoo auction already and I went there, it was paradise. I'm telling you, it's paradise. Oh my god. The all the brands that I love, Pharaohs, uh, you know, bathing ape. Uh, at the ta- at the point of time, lah, but my I mean my parents for my liking for all these brands change over time lah. It's all over there and oh my god. The toy McCoys, all the red wing boots, so cheap there, you know. And I, I guess it's sustainable fashion, I know. I buy second hand goods. And I buy and purchase quite a quite a lot of uh, stuff there uh, uh okay, you know, experience in the city it was definitely something different from it was definitely something different from uh my experience in farm la. I think I don't know, in the far when the city is definitely more superficial, la, it's definitely more it's not as deep as the experience, the lessons learned I, I gain, right? It's not as deep as, as the farm sauna. Uh. I go there, I eat the ramen. Oh, it tastes so good. I drink the beer. Wow, it feels so smoothing. It, it soothes my throat. Uh, 
I buy the shirt. I'm so happy. At the end of the day, I sleep well. And then, then the next day, that's it. There's no nourishment to the brain. Uh. <laughs> There's no nourishment to the brain. But uh, yeah, I, I enjoyed it. Uh. Uh, okay, so I actually went to Japan. I think to date, uh, I think seven or eight times. Really, uh, I love the country. So the, I'm going to share the next time that the... I think the third time that I went to Japan was for a field trip studies while I was still in uh, NUS, right? I went on a 10-day field trip studies uh, to with the, my classmate and professor, American professor, uh, to Fukuoka. Okay, Fukuoka, uh, Kyushu, okay? Kyushu is a part of the, one of the main islands, Kyushu, in Japan. So we went there to study about Japan. And, uh, you know, it changed my perspective. It, you know, before I went there, I never knew that. Uh, okay, how about this? Before I went to Japan for the first time, I never knew that you can like a country like how you like, like maybe knitting from uh, for some people, like how you like cooking and like how you like photography. I didn't know that liking a country can be like an interest. I thought people just like to travel and then, you know, they like to travel, they do travel, they like to play. But you... I never knew that you could appreciate a country on a deeper level, like an interest, yeah, like on a consistent level. La. So I went there, I got to appreciate Japan on a different level, I got to know about its history, got to know about uh, the challenges that it's facing. Okay, so what we went there on the 10 day field trip, we went there to compare, okay, you know, like onsen towns, like earlier I told you, you know, the, the first time that I went to onsen, there's so much thing to it. But there are like towns, onsen towns where there are like several famous onsen brands inside a town. So it's like you go there, there's like seven or eight towns there. And then in addition to the towns, there are like several different shops, la, like cafes and stuff where you can chill in there. So it's like a, uh, I would say that town is like a, a tourism spot for the locals uh, and also foreigners. Uh. It's like a tourist spot already. So in there, uh, we compare those old onsen towns with the new onsen town, new and popular, still popular onsen towns. So the old, old onsen towns are like the they have rich history to it, but somehow it just it just uh it just died down. Like those emperors and kings of the of Japan, right? When they travel across the country, they will stop at this town, old onsen town. They will stop there to like have a rest and you know there's a rich history to it uh. but the new onsen towns probably because uh, they maybe they catch up with times uh, catch on to the social media or whatever they are able to attract more people to it and so it was uh, so we went to the two different towns and it, the contrast is huge uh, you know when I was there at the old onsen town some shops that op- only open for twi- two days a week really two days a week um, on, on the other hand you know the other town they have so much activity going on that they have the kind of like summer festival where they invite all the guitar bands down to play they have a uh, uh, they have a lot of shops selling like maybe selling honey selling a miso they have many many different they different activity going on there and that sort of attracts people to it and what I feel like really makes that town work is that 
the owners of the onsen town, right, of the onsen brands, they managed to get their children to take over it, right? When they managed to take their, take their children to take over it, like maybe the onsen, I would say like an old onsen town, maybe they died out because the second generation or third generation don't want to take over the, the business. La. They want to go into city and work in a corporate job. Yeah, so th- we, we, we compare all the onsen towns and then, uh, yeah, that's one of the things we did there. And then the, the next thing we did was we studied how in the in a long, long time ago, the, how the Japanese, the traditional Japanese oppress the Christians. Yeah, because last time during the, I think the, uh, when there was still kind of, uh, what you call it, feudal lots, uh, F-E-U-D-A-L, feudal lots. Japanese, Japan was a very traditional Buddhist country and then they sort of view Christian as a foreign influence so they want to uh, eradicate Christianity and then all the Christians in Japan they had to sort of in, uh, 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 carry out their faith secretly so they had to put like a cross behind a Buddhist statue they had to uh, you know pray in sec- they had to hold their cell meeting in secret like underground in somebody's place yeah so we got there and we learned about this part of uh, Japan's history uh. and we also went into Jap- uh, Japanese uh, primary schools Shogaku uh, where they taught and learn uh, and see how uh, all the kids learn in school uh. the kids are super cute they are very active super super cute and we got to hold a barbecue with some of the foreign English teachers there and then you know I still came into contact with some of them today uh. it was a super super uh, unforgettable experience uh. I made, a, made some unforgettable memories there with my cosmates uh, yeah so uh, that was one that is two of my more memorable trips to Japan and there are still some other things about experiences about Japan that I have to share which I'll share in the, the second in the next podcast. Uh. So yeah, ciao.